Disclaimer, we do not agree with or support JK Rowling's bigotry and prejudice in any way, shape, or form, and we also do not tolerate Draco Sands or Death Eater sympathizers. However, they are warmly welcome to tune into our podcast. We'd also like to forewarn everyone that we will be mentioning later books and events in every episode, so here's your official spoiler warning. Enjoy the show! My name is Adelia Volkanov, and I'm here with my friend Colin Bowes. Good morning. Um, welcome to Ron and Hermione minus the romance. Did you just say good morning? Would you rather me say good night? I mean... Or afternoon, since it's four o'clock. I woke up at two, so... Okay. <laughs> Today, we will be discussing and analyzing chapters 32 and 33 of Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire. Um... Yay. Guess what was yesterday? What? Guess what was yesterday, as of recording. Oh, okay. As of recording. Yeah, sorry. No, I just couldn't hear you. Um, we're having some audio issues. Oh my god, again. So I can't hear Colin. (laughs) Anyways. Yeah, that's not gonna be difficult Um, for this podcast. (laughs) Um,. Yesterday was our one year anniversary as of recording, not yes. as of when this is being released. <laughs> December 30th. Just to remember that. Yeah, it's so it's so weird to think that it's been going on for like a year. Yeah. It's kind of like crazy to me. Okay. Anyways, thank you guys who have been here since the beginning and tolerated a year of our podcast. We really appreciate you. Um and Anyways, question of the day. Um, if you found yourself in Harry's situation, where do you think the worst place to end up by a portkey would be? Australia. Interesting. I would probably say somewhere in the south, like Florida or Texas. Like rural mm. Texas. That's terrifying. Yeah, <laughs> I just think Australia has a lot of bugs that I would not like to encounter. And I would not like to be <laughs> stranded in Australia, because that sounds like my worst nightmare. Yeah, no. But they do have a lot of yep. Taylor Swift clubs, so that could be fun. If I manage you know to get away like from the bugs. Is... <laughs> my worst nightmare, honestly, is like a really crowded frat party where I don't know anyone. And yeah, that sounds like my own personal version of hell so um yeah anyways um chapter 32 flesh blood and bone i i think i went a little on the more detailed side with my plot notes so good luck guys um anyways um nothing just go Harry lands on the ground and the Triwizard Cup goes flying across the graveyard. His injured leg immediately collapses and he looks around and realizes that they're in an old graveyard. Wow. Most likely hundreds of miles away from Hogwarts. Great yeah. observation, how, Harry. How are you gonna... Huh? How does he know that? There's literally no way he knows that. He just shows up and he's like... He just said... He said... He looked around and saw like this... The like... He kind of just looked around at where he was, and he was like, this doesn't look like anywhere that could be anywhere near So Hogwarts. he's like, it's a hundred miles away? Several hundred, yeah. He doesn't even know what Scotland looks like. He's literally only huh? ever been to Hogwarts. 
Sure, but, like, I haven't... What's a state I haven't been to? Just give me a second. Okay, I've never been to, like, Connecticut, but, I mean, I'm sure I could get a pretty good guess if no, I randomly I think... woke up in Connecticut. No, that's completely different. But also, I'm saying, if you were in California right now, and you woke up, and you were in... New Jersey, right? I don't feel like you'd immediately be like, yes, I am a few hundred miles away from California. Okay, but like, maybe I obviously wouldn't know exactly, but I'd probably think, hey, I'm probably really far from California right now because this doesn't look like California. It's like, the states look different. I'm sure it's similar when it's an entire country. Like, I'm sure that it was a... Just literally just guessing. He probably assumed that he wasn't, like, right next door to Hogwarts. It didn't just take him, like, ten miles away. I do have to say like, that it, it doesn't is, seem so crazy I do, It is a bit different when California is incredibly large and we have so many different places here that if... I could be dropped anywhere and I'd probably still think I was in California. Except for, like, I, Antarctica. I don't know. I feel like... But I think I'd assume... I feel like at least California, for me, has a really distinctive look to it. I feel like I would know if I was in California. I don't know. And I've been to New Jersey several times, so depending on what part of New Jersey I was randomly dropped in, I'd probably be like, this isn't California. Just continue. How is this the part of the story you're no, getting No, just go. On? Just go. Harry and Cedric at first think the cut being a portkey may have been planned and question whether the other knew about it. They obviously did not. And so they draw their wands in advance into the graveyard. Quickly, they realize they're not alone. A shadowy figure holding a bundle of robes walks slowly to wow. another headstone. For a, for a moment, Harry, Cedric, and the figure look at each other. Then, Harry's forehead explodes with pain. Those are his words, not mine. He falls to the ground in agony and hears a voice instruct the figure to kill the spare. Kill the spare. a flash of green light and Cedric falls... What? what? Cedric falls to the ground next to him. Harry looks into Cedric Cedric's eyes for a moment. I'm sorry, but the way that that oh was included yeah. in the book is so yeah. funny. The way that he just looks into his eyes... I, didn't, I chose not just, to say anything. But you knew what I was going to say. <laughs> and before he could form any kind of opinions about what was happening, he was pulled to his feet by the figure and dragged to a headstone bearing the name Tom Riddle on it and slammed against it. Wait, wait, wait. You know what that reminds me of? You know what that reminds me of? You haven't huh? watched What If yet, and I'm not going to spoil it. But there is this moment where they're like, ah, oh, yes, this dead body smells really nice. And they keep on sniffing the dead body, and it's, like, meant to be funny, but it's really just horrific. I also feel that about, like, in <laughs> Captain Marvel, when they're looking at the dead scroll on the table, and they literally look at its penis. They're like, oh, wow, it's well endowed. Like, are you kidding me? That's not funny. That's horrible. <laughs> the way you said that, that's not funny. <laughs> from neck to ankles to the headstone and as he struggled the figure struck him with a hand that was missing a finger he then realized that it was Wormtail 
Wormtail didn't speak. He continued to bind Harry so tightly that he couldn't move at all, and then gagged him. He was bound so tightly that he couldn't even turn his head and could only see what was in front of him. <laughs> it's what it's called when someone shoves something in your mouth so you can't talk. It's literally what it's called. You <laughs> said my name. <laughs> okay, anyways. Harry was bound so tightly that he couldn't turn his head and could only see what was in front of him. Cedric, the Triwizard Cup, and the bundle of robes he had thought was a baby. As he watched it stir, his forehead seared with pain, and he hoped that he'd never see what was inside. Girl, you went a Harry little too in-depth on this. Harry then began to noises at his feet. Okay, you know what? I don't <laughs> care, okay? I'm just doing it anyways. Um, he saw Nagini, and then Wormtail shows up again, pushing a large stone cauldron filled with what Harry assumes is water, which I think is ridiculous. Um, large enough to fit that's, a grown man. That's the problem you have with this say. chapter, is that I, I'm ridiculous okay, like, for assuming that, for assuming that you wouldn't know exactly that you were hundreds of miles away from the place just when you wake up there. And then, but no, Harry is crazy for thinking that the liquid in the cauldron was water. I'm just saying that if I was a wizard and had just been bound to a headstone by another wizard, I and he had a giant cauldron, I wouldn't be like, oh, is that water? I would probably be like, no, that's probably some weird potion. Like, <laughs> anyways. Well, we have to assume until, that water um, is the base of all the potions that they use like that's probably why is it yes because that's why you Maybe. put the flame under it and then it starts boiling and then they put the stuff in there well then i don't even have to read my next plot notes because that's basically <laughs> what it was. anyways you heard it from colin the water starts boiling and the steam coming from the cauldron blurs harry's view and harry hears the voice again telling wormtail to hurry up when the cauldron is ready, Wormtail pulls back the robes, and Harry screams through the cloth, and because what he sees is a red, skinless, hairless baby with a flat face and snake-like <laughs> eyes, which sounds <laughs> disgusting. <laughs> Voldemort then throws pictures. it in the cauldron. <laughs> you weren't skinless, Colin. <laughs> you... <laughs> Wormtail then begins reciting a fun little poem. Bone of your father, unwillingly given, you will renew your son. Wormtail cracks a grave, and okay, I think it's so funny that it literally just says that dust flies into the cauldron because the bones are so old, it's just dust. Also, like, how do you choose the bone? Like, I feel like I'm, like, kind of indecisive, so I'd be like, I don't know, like, which one is worthy enough, you know? Like, did... Voldemort have a specific bone he had in mind? Like... I and is Voldemort, know. like, really um, good at holding his breath? Or is the baby just, like, not able to drown? I don't know. Okay. <laughs> Anyways. Uh, the dust of bones flew into the cauldron. The liquid that was once silver turned blue. Then Wormtail begins to cry and says, Flesh of the servant, willingly given, you will revive your master. He extends his hand in front of him, grabs a dagger, and swings it up and chops his hand off. Absolutely unnecessary. Red. He literally could have cut off huh? a finger and he cut off his whole 
hand. There are several other places you could cut off too. Like, that would not be extremely fatal and would lead in death. Like, I would find it incredibly hard to believe that Wormtail lives that long with his hand bleeding out in this entire time. He shouldn't even be able to finish this potion. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah, I just thought it was interesting that he decided to swing up to chop his hand up. I would think he would swing down, but instead he grabbed it and, like, swung I, I didn't realize you were an expert at cutting me. off your hand. <laughs> I, I didn't. <laughs> no, I'm just saying. Because usually with, like, a knife, you, like, you cut down, right? And so, but when it came to his hand, he just, like, swung it up and chopped yeah, it maybe off. He, I would he's be afraid like that it would get swing back blood in his me. face or something. I would be afraid that the hand would come back at me if I swung the knife up. That would be so gross. Imagine that. It's your hand. <laughs> it's huh? your hand. Yeah, but it's no longer attached to my body, so that would be weird. I don't know. I'd keep it. I didn't hear what you just said, so I'm going to continue. Um, suddenly, Harry realized that Wormtail was abnormally close to him. He then says, blood of the enemy, forcibly taken, you will resurrect your foe. Harry struggled without avail against the ropes, and then Wormtail cut his arm and collected a vial of his blood, Yum. tipped it into the cauldron, which then turns white, of all things. Then, Wormtail falls to the ground, sobbing. Um, the cauldron began to spark, and the light got brighter and brighter, and then the spark stopped, and steam began coming out of the cauldron, and Harry could no longer see through it, though. He sees the skeletal outline of a man rising from the cauldron. The figure demands his robes and steps out of the yeah. cauldron, staring Harry at Harry. Harry is staring at Voldemort butt-ass naked. And I think we need to realize that Harry is either looking at the front or the back, and either one is horrifying. <laughs> I know Voldemort's, like, murdered people, but I feel like he should be arrested for indecent exposure to a child. Like, that seems a little <laughs> Like. Indecent exposure to a minor, really? Yeah. It's just, I don't know, that's kind of gross. Jesus like, Christ. you could have done it either, any other way. <laughs> like, you could have just turned the grave around or something, like. Anyways, um... Yeah, the very last line of the chapter is very ominous. It's just, Lord Voldemort has risen again. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Um, chapter 33, The Death Eaters. Voldemort marvels over his new body for a second and ignores Wormtail, who is still lying He's on the ground. He's feeling himself. He's having Wormtail a self-care day. Wormtail begs for him to help him, but instead, Voldemort touches the dark mark on his arm, which turns from bright red to jet black. He tells Harry that he's pinned to the grave of his father, who he hated for being a muggle. He says that his father was never his true family, and that his real family was arriving at that very moment as the Death Eaters began Aww, to appear around him. That's so sweet! <laughs> The Death Eaters walked forward cautiously, but then dropped to the floor and began kissing the hem of Voldemort's robes. Then Voldemort Close begins family. a speech that goes on for four pages <laughs> and begins it by saying, I smell guilt in the air. 
He shames the Death Eaters for not coming to look for him after he died and tells them that he's very disappointed in them. That feels very much like, I'm not mad. Just disappointed. I'm disappointed. (laughs) Anyways, one Death Eater, Avery, throws himself on the ground begging for mercy and Voldemort decides to torture him. Yep, as you do. Then turns to a still-sobbing Wormtail to tell him that while he may have helped him return to his body, he's a coward and a traitor. However, he keeps his promise to repay Wormtail and fashions him a new metal hand that crushed a twig into dust. Voldemort addresses each Death Eater in turn, insulting them and continuing to shame them for not searching for him. And then he says, And here we have six missing Death Eaters, three dead in my service, one too cowardly to return, he will pay, one who I believe was left me forever, he will be killed, of course, and one who remains my most faithful servant and who has already re-entered my service. Um, based on this information, I am mostly certain that the one too cowardly to return is Karkaroff. Yep. Snape is the one he believes he's, who's left him forever. And Barty Crouch Jr. is obviously his faithful servant in Hogwarts. Yep. Voldemort then begins to tell the story of how he regained his body, beginning way back when, when he lost his powers on the night that he killed Lillian James. He admits that he was foolish to not consider the kind of magic that Lily's love could have left on Harry, but that doesn't matter now, because now he can touch Harry without feeling pain, and then he just puts his finger on Harry's wait, forehead. Wait, 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 wait. I should have said this earlier. <laughs> Did everyone have the universal experience of thinking that Crab and Goyle were literally there as Death Eaters for a while? Because I did not pick up on that it was meant to be their parents. Like... Um, I did not think that. I knew it was their their parents. Yeah, well, because no one's as smart as Adelia Volkanov, okay? But, like, everybody else in the world, okay? I'm calling it now. Oh, yeah, really? They thought that, too, and I was so... <laughs> I was so confused. And for the rest of the book series, I was like, I don't know, like, they don't seem like the Death Eater type. Like, I don't get it. And then I realized... Well, because, I don't know, I just don't like British people, I guess. Because, why do they keep on referring <laughs> to each other by their last names? Like, that makes it really confusing. I, I don't know. Continue, Volkanov. <laughs> okay. Um, he reveals that his curse deflected because of Lily's sacrifice and that he was ripped from his body and felt pain he had never felt before. He hadn't been killed, even though the curse should have done that, but he was powerless without a body. Any spell that could have helped him required a wand, and he had no way to truly resurrect himself. He forced himself to exist every second so he wouldn't die and settled in a forest, awaiting one of his Death Eaters to come searching for him. Yet none of them did. The only power that remained to him was the power to possess animals, yet most of them died after a little time inhabiting their bodies. He then Why does it found Voldemort sound like a Disney princess? Forest. Why does Voldemort huh? sound like a Disney princess? Like, he's literally <laughs> in the middle of the woods, like, with little animal critters, like, surrounding him. Like, he's singing a happy song. Like, I think that would be so funny. I need that. But anyways... Okay, he shares how he found Quirrell when he wandered into his forest and monitored him while he attempted to force him to recover the Sorcerer's Stone for him. Yet he failed and was defeated by Harry again. 
Quirrell died when Voldemort left his body, leaving Voldemort as weak as he'd ever been. Less than a year ago, though, his servant returned to him. Wormtail, after faking his own death and being driven out of hiding by Sirius and Lupin, decided to return to Voldemort. On his journey back, though, he, like an idiot, stopped in an inn and ran into Bertha Jorkins, and he convinced her to come with him on a walk at night. He overpowered her and brought her to Voldemort. Just anyone listening, if a weird guy that you thought was dead but ended up not being dead sees you in a sketchy pub and goes, oh my god, let's go on a walk, say no. Yeah. Thank you for educating yeah, us. Yeah, just, just, yeah, just don't do that. That's not a good Have idea. Have you heard Anyways, the um, theory what? that Voldemort, or Wormtail, I guess, raped Bertha Jorkins and then she gave birth to the Voldemort baby? Sorry, I'm going to need you to repeat that, because I don't think I actually heard that. I'm hoping I didn't hear that, so just, what? <laughs> There's a theory that Wormtail or Voldemort raped Bertha Jorkins, and she gave birth to the Voldemort baby. That's the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. How would Wormtail and Bertha miraculously have a Voldemort baby? <laughs> I'm sure there would be sense. some magic involved. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. <laughs> that's, that's so weird though. That doesn't make any sense. And Crookshanks is scratching at my door, so I will be right back. I have to let him in. <laughs> hey, uh... So Wormtail takes Bertha to Voldemort. Also, She's the one that gave Voldemort the information um, about the Triwizard Tournament me, happening. Excuse and me. And she knew of a Death Eater who Excuse me. Um, why is dark magic sexist? Like, why can't it be his mother's bone? Maybe it has something to do... Does it have something to do with his father being a muggle? But why would that be necessary? Like, it's not like that's gonna be in the potion ingredients... Like no, your dirty muggle father's um, bone. Like that's what it's gonna be. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Um, I don't know. I don't even I have no idea. I have no answer to that question. <laughs> Anyways, um the means Voldemort used to break Barty Crouch Sr.'s memory charm on Bertha were too powerful, and she was beyond saving when he had finished extracting information from her, and so he killed her. Um, Wormtail's body was not fit for Voldemort to possess, but he was able to return Voldemort to a human-like form and nurse him to health. There was Aww. no hope of retrieving something like the Sorcerer's Stone, since it had been destroyed, but Voldemort knew of an old enchantment that would return him to his body, and all he needed besides Wormtail's flesh was his father's bone, which explains the location of this weird meeting, and the blood of an enemy, obviously explaining his need for Harry. He could have used any enemy, but he wanted Harry's blood because he was the one who stripped him of his power so many years ago. And this is then, literally the reason he gets defeated. 
Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, continue. And continue! Uh, please. Oh, God. Sorry, I can't hear you. Okay. Then, using Bertha's information, he hatched his plan involving the Triwizard Tournament so as to get to Harry. After finishing this ridiculously long speech, Voldemort turns to Harry and tortures him. Right when yep. Harry thinks he might die from the pain, Voldemort announces that anyone who believed Harry to be more powerful than him is an idiot because he's obviously just a teenager. To prove this, Voldemort decided that he and Harry were going to duel and that he was going to kill him to prove his power. So, very last line of this chapter. Voldemort sounds goes, like a little untie bitch, him, baby. Wormtail, and give him back his wand. What? Voldemort sounds like a little bitch, baby. I'm just saying. And I always picture the descriptions <laughs> of Harry's head being split open whenever I have a migraine. Like, that's what it feels like. Yeah. Anyways. Time for trivia! Trivia! <laughs> How has this only been Migrate 25 first? minutes? Yeah. <laughs> yes, you're going first. Yes! Yeah. I'm going for okay. <laughs> what is <laughs> what is the chapter art for chapter thirty-two? Is that the first or second one? The first one. It's um. Do you want the title of the chapter? It's blood, uh, flesh, blood and bone. Um, cauldron. What? Cauldron. And. That's it? No. <laughs> Cauldron and baby. <laughs> no. Um, it's Wormtail standing over the cauldron with a dagger. Oh. Well, you could argue the baby's in the cauldron by that point. No. Your turn. <laughs> I could change. Fill in the blank. Wormtail's sobbing stopped abruptly. His breathing blank and blank. I didn't hear the last part of that sentence. His breathing blank and blank. Blank and blank? Yes! Wait, so it's... Will you read the first part again? Wormtail's sobbing stopped abruptly, his breathing blank and blank. Is it like evened? No. Okay, then I don't know. Harsh and ragged. What? Ragged. Harsh and ragged. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what arm is the dark mark on? Left. What? Left. I can't hear you. Left! <laughs> Did you just say left? Yes. You would be correct. Good job. Um, also, I get two guesses, so I would have gotten it anyway. Yeah, I don't care. I, was, I literally just came up with that question like five minutes ago, so. Um, 
Somewhere beyond him, blank in the blank, lay the Triwizard Cup. Blank and blank? Blank in the blank. Is it, like, shining? No. Is it in the night? I don't know. <laughs> Glinting in the starlight. What? <laughs> Sorry. Glinting in the starlight. Okay, great. What kind of trees were in the graveyard? Five. What? I oh. said what kind, not how many. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Oak. No. I give up. <laughs> you. Me? <laughs> Y-E-W, okay? <laughs> you. Okay. Um... Uh, you already know the answer to this question. Never mind. What is it? Oh, yeah. How many Death Eaters are dead in Voldemort service? Six. No. What? No. Don't look! <laughs> oh, no, it- wait. Oh, I'm sorry. Three. Yep. I actually didn't look because I couldn't find it in my notes. But then I was thinking about it and I was like, wait. Oh, no, because he said there were six that weren't there. Three dead in his service. But, yeah, okay. Um, what were the two components of the potion Wormtail used to nurse Voldemort back to hell? What? What were the two components of the potion Wormtail used to make Voldemort healthy in baby form? Snake milk. <laughs> That's one, yes. <laughs> um, salamander blood. I'm just kidding. Honestly, good guess. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, really? Is it blood? <laughs> <laughs> Not salamander, though. And if you guess again, you lose one of your points. So, guess wisely. That's not how it works. What? That's not how it works. What? That's not how it works. Yes, it is. No, if I already gained a point, I can't lose that point in the same question. Yeah, but you had another point, so you definitely can still lose that one. What? That doesn't make any sense, but whatever. Are you going to guess again or do you give up? I give up. Okay, unicorn blood. Unicorn! <laughs> yep. Um, fill in the blank. It was full of what seemed to be water. Harry could hear it blank and blank. Not, there's no and there. I don't know why I said and. Wait, what? <laughs> Harry could hear it blank blank. I don't know. Slopping around. Great. Okay. 
fill in the blanks. He was hanging limply in the ropes binding him to the headstone of Voldemort's father, looking up into those bright red eyes through a kind of blank. Trance. What? Trance. No. Good guess, though. Thanks. Um. What? I give up. I <laughs> give up! <laughs> it was missed. Awesome. Fill in the blank. I would need three powerful ingredients. Well, one of them was blank, blank, blank. I missed the entire first half of that sentence. I would need three powerful ingredients. Well, one of them was blank, blank, blank. Okay, stop. Okay, sorry. Um... I don't know. Something, like, easy to acquire. That's not what it is, but I don't know. <laughs> huh? Are you ready? Yeah. Um, Did you give up? That's count as my one and only guess because I don't know, so. Okay. Well, one of them was already at hand. Similar sentiment. Anyway. <laughs> no, but it's huh? clever. Already at hand? It's it's clever. I get Already it. at hand. Oh okay. Yeah. I don't <laughs> like you anymore. Anyways, thanks everyone for coming back to this episode of Ron and Hermione Minus the Romance. Um and thank you guys again who have been listening throughout this first year of our podcast. We appreciate you very much, and be sure to go leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, send us an email at boldmouthbones at gmail, or go follow us on Instagram at Ron and Hermione Minus the Romance. And Spotify has released a new feature where you can rate podcasts, so be sure to go and do that. Woo! And do it well! <laughs> <laughs> okay, anyways, be sure to come back next week. Bye.